Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. As always, we like to, to kind of think about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, it hasn't been always been the case. <laughs> well, I think... Like with, <laughs> but this time... Yeah, boots, I think. They, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. The, um, it's the soul of trekking. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll take that one on the chin. Yeah. yeah this yeah. early in. Yeah. This I'm, early I'm okay. in. Yeah, you're all right with that one. <clears throat> it takes a little bit of warming up sometimes. And, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, one step at a time is, is probably. Uh, yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, well, I'm sure you'll you'll heal eventually <laughs> after that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, look, I'm sure you didn't join us to hear about jokes, but uh, um, no, we, we wanted to talk about boots yep. and, and kind of the five things to, to consider really when, when buying boots, because it is it can be a big purchase. You know, you go into somewhere like Cotswood Outdoor or you know, Go Outdoors, whatever you're, you're going to buy your boots from. Um, you know, you want to know what you're buying and, 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 and how to choose the right ones for you. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, get, I'm getting abuse. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Shocking. All no sound rehearsed. Honestly, that wasn't rehearsed. That's just um This is just how we chat on a daily basis. Mark yeah, exactly. Like we, we we love a good pun war, don't we? We do yeah. like a good pun war. I feel like when we years ago, it was more me than you. And then I think it, you just you joined in and then it's more you than me these days. I had to learn how to fight fire with fire. <laughs> you did. I yeah. wasn't a punner and now and now, now I you are. now I had to now you, you have to you know you have to compete. You've come over to the dark side, Dave. Exactly. Um yeah, so so back to boots. <laughs> um, there are some big things you want to consider because uh, you know big outlay, um, important as well because you know, you've got to look after your feet, especially mm-hmm. on a multi-day trek. Um, you know whether you're doing just a weekender like Tubcal, or whether you're doing uh, you know like a 19, 20 day trek in the Himalayas, um, they're important. Yeah. And you know there's different things that we're going to go into today around uh, you know what we think is important or are important for for buying boots mm-hmm. um, because there's there's one. I think the big thing is that there's so many different types of boots, right? I've uh, it's absolutely crazy. I've tried <clears throat> to find that one pair of almost sort of the quiver killer boot, mm. and actually, I'm not entirely certain it really exists. Yeah. I mean, I've I've I, I land on a boot and I love it for a while, and then I don't know why, but then something changes, and then I try another one, and then I don't like it, and another <laughs> one, and I don't like it, yeah. and then another one, and I love it. So. It is trial and error. It's a tricky thing to get right because yeah, obviously yeah. once you've bought the boot and you've gone out and done a trek in it, you can't really return it. So there's a lot of pressure on you to kind of get it right. So hopefully what we're going to do is talk about some of the things that we consider, yeah. the top five things that we consider when we're buying a boot um, and how we kind of aim to get it right first time. Exactly, yeah. I mean, 
you know, sometimes it's trial by error, but you want to get, if you can get it right the first time and okay, if you don't, you've got a spare pair of boots yeah. lying around. I mean, um, just, just for a bit of context. I mean, I, I, I think I was asked the other day, like how many pairs of boots have I got? Um, and I think I've got about nine mm. pair of boots hanging around the house somewhere. Now, obviously they're not all trekking boots. Some of them are mountaineering boots. Some of them are, um, my boots for a Saturday night. No, um, you know, some of them are, uh, you know, specific boots for specific purposes but i'd say i've probably got six i would say trekking boots yeah um that over the years i've kind of you know I, like back in the day i remember the first time i went to everest base camp i used um north face yeah uh the north face hedgehog gtx they they don't they don't make as many anymore so stock issues are hard but still a classic boot uh, you know i did base camp three times with that boot um before the sole wore down um and sometimes you've got to kind of look at that as well, like the longevity, because just if you're spending, say, £200 on a pair of boots, you know, you want to make sure that, um, you know, they're lasting for some time. And there's different, Dave talked about sole earlier, but there are different soles. You know, you've got your Vibrams, you know, you've got your Contra Grips, you've got your yeah. Michelins. You, it's, sometimes it's like choosing a car tire. Yeah, uh, yeah. it is, it, isn't it? it, it uh, what boots am I getting? Literally, what was it in Formula One? They say, what boots are they got on the car? It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, it kind of brings us on to kind of, the first thing yeah. to kind of consider when I'm buying a pair of boots, and like you, the <laughs> yeah. thing is, this is, it always depends on the boot as well. So you can have these categories, yeah. but then when you're trying the boot, you kind of need to understand, first of all, like, yeah. what are you going to be doing in the boot? There's lots of things to consider, but I think the first and most important thing, probably the first thing on both our lists. You haven't seen my list yet, have you? I haven't seen your list yet. But I've all. seen yours. And even if, I, even if I did see yours. And you would be right. It's, it's often, the first it's one. often <laughs> hard, but yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the first thing we all consider, you, and you've been doing it since you were a kid, when you go in and you put your feet on the slider yeah. and they measure your feet. It's all about fit. Yeah. But when it comes to fit with boots, we're not always just talking about 10 and a half or 11 and a half, yeah. 9 and a half, whatever. There's a lot of things to consider with a hiking boot because you're not just kind of tootling around town and stuff like that yeah. you're on your feet for hours and hours and hours at a time in you know <clears throat> hot weather and altitude your feet can swell you know there's a lot yeah. of talk about people say you should go a size up or some people say you shouldn't yeah you do hear that quite a lot exactly yeah, so yeah, how yeah. do you know yeah. what boot is right for you and um i honestly think that there's two things to consider one of them is you know what you're going to be using the boot for but generally speaking i'll always go for my size well, so the size you would buy like a normal pair yeah, okay. that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a 10 and a half yeah. on the nose. Okay. Nice. Um, and if I go and buy, and I've tried this, yeah, and yeah. a couple of different boots I've bought, I've gone for 11s. Yeah. And I found <laughs> that I've had a little bit of difficulty with the extra size. Well, there's, there's too much space or maybe a little too much too space wide? at the end. Okay. So what happens is when you're going downhill, particularly, you know, if I use Tupacal for an example, it's very steep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the way down, if you're in dry weather and there's yeah. no snow, it's quite slippery. So you want a good sturdy foot. Every time you put your foot down, you don't want your foot to move in the boot. Yeah, nice. Um, I did it in a pair of boots the first time that were half a size too big. And I and every single step, my toes were like just knocking yeah. the edge. Okay. And after a descent of Tupacal. Yeah, which is, which is quite a that, lot. That's, that's <laughs> which is a biggie. That, that's horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're right. And and, and the thing is with fit as well, and, and, and a couple of things we want to bring to the table is that, you, you, like Dave said, you've got your size. Um, but I think one thing we've learned, uh, certainly from like the Evertracker community, which, you know, has, has grown over the last few years, is that, you know, some of the boots that we recommend aren't always for everyone, because not only you're looking at the, the kind of fit, you know, the, the, the kind of natural, the ten and a half, so I'm a nine, 
is that of how wide they are because some people's feet are wider than others mm -hmm. uh like you know we're all different um although some of us have the same boots some of us have slightly wider feet and that could be a pain on a, a long trek like for myself as well something i need to think about is that i've got quite flat feet i haven't really got much of an arch so something regarding fit as well is that i need to put an insole in to make it um uh, more comfortable for me otherwise you know an hour or two into a hike um you know it can hurt yeah. <laughs> and you don't you don't want to be thinking about that stuff when you're trying to think or you're trying to enjoy it and you're trying to um you know make the most of, of being in the outdoors um so getting fit uh, and, and we may and again i know some of the stuff we, we, we've talked about this before um you know so you don't want to sound like a broken record but it is like the number one really is is, is getting that right and yeah it's hard though isn't it because lots of the purchases we all make are online these days um you know i know if we've all got a bit of spare time we'll go out and we'll we'll we'll, we'll look in store and maybe try some on and we always do recommend that but still, I mean, you know, you just got to look at the numbers, like 60, 70 percent of people buy their boots online. Yeah. I, so I, how, how do we get around that? How do we get around this? You it's, know? Honestly, that's probably the biggest obstacle these days is yeah. when you go into a store. And I do find it because yeah. maybe I'm a product of kind of the instant gratification generation or whatever. Mm. But well, I love the idea of going to a store. There's the boots I want. I can try on multiple pairs. They work. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Very rarely works like that now. So you've got to do a bit of prep and a bit of groundwork. First thing to do is sometimes you can like go outdoors. You can uh, at least you used to be able to do this. Yeah, you could order them in just without paying, and then yeah. you pay in store. So I used to nice. order like two or three pairs, we'll try them there, try them on, nice, and then buy the ones that I liked. I'm not sure if that's still the case now, but when you're buying them online, and one of the things is that I found it's not a exact stress test. Yeah, but buy a pair, try them on. If they feel okay, and you're like, mm, yeah. yeah, they're or thereabouts. Leave the tags on and wear them indoors for like I don't know a day or, or two. around the office or something somewhere yeah. that doesn't doesn't you know get the dirt on them as, as much as you can. Yeah, it's a yeah exactly, yeah, yeah. and then you can potentially send them back. It's a little more difficult if you're buying sort of leather boots, yeah, um, because you do get the creases in them and stuff like yeah, that, and they, right, they become yeah. obviously worn. Um, so those type of things, I probably if I was buying a leather boot, I'd yeah. be more inclined to go in find a place that has it in stock, try it. Yeah. And then, you know, run the gamble of being on the exchange train. Yeah. You know, so you, <laughs> the they work, train. send them back. Yeah. They work, send them back. But honestly, I really do think that, yeah. yeah, like for Andy, you said about like flat feet. I think I've got flat feet. But if I feel too much of an arch, yeah. it bothers me. Like, I feel like it's hurting the underside yeah, of my it's, foot. It's like uh, like earlier this season, um, I say this season, this year, um, you know, I was skiing. And I know ski boots do take a little bit of, of wearing in. Um, and I, I had the same ski boots for like five years, had a new, uh, had a new, new pair of boots, worn them around the house and everything. But it's the first time you're on the slopes. I could feel that, well, that I, arch really digging in. I was in agony for about an hour and a half. Well, I remember until, you know, you just get over it. Seeing you the, <laughs> seeing you the next day and you were like, I had to just like, um, ski and basically yeah, loose. Yeah. Just, just, loose. just yeah, to yeah. kind of, just so you have that freedom of movement so you could adjust. Yeah, it is tricky. Yeah. Um, but one of the things to consider, yeah, like Andy said, it's not just like ten and a half, nine, whatever works yeah. for you. It's also the feel of the boot as yeah. well when we talk about fit. Yeah. So generally speaking, when I put my feet in, I like to get that kind of it's hard to describe, but some people call it like the locked in feel. But when you yeah. put my my heels in, I like that that it's almost like yeah. you've clipped in, you I know. It's, it's like well, that. So even at the back as well. Yeah, so I just yeah, like nice. it. I like it to be not too tight. You don't want it to feel like it's tight. Yeah, yeah. But you just want to feel like you put your feet in and it's like 
right good <laughs> ready to go i kind of get that feel yeah. but if however i try them on and i can feel a bit of the boot pushing against my yeah. toe or i can feel something pushing against my heel generally speaking that's a no-go i'll put the boots on the shelf yeah. and i'll try something different because and that's uh, that's because you don't want it to move and wear and that's where you get blisters and warm, exactly warm yeah. points, right if yeah. you can feel any um sort of uneven pressure when yeah. you try the boot on yeah sometimes you need to wear your boots in right but generally speaking that involves a lot of blistering and time and effort almost all good boots now yeah. are kind of ready to go off the off the shelf <clears throat> so if you feel a bit of undue pressure almost certainly probably they are a little bit um too stiff for you yeah. they don't fit for you and you're going to end up with sort of trouble is hey, um, samantha right i used to work with sam hey sam really? how's it going yeah i haven't seen sam well, in she years knows, she knows the right namaste namaste she um, knows some great comments as well coming in. We will get to your questions. Um, some really good ones. Keep them coming as well. Um, yeah, like uh, Laura, Dewi. Thanks for the, the mammoth flat foot. I'll have to... Uh, um, I have flat feet and swear by these, mate. I'll definitely check them out, Dewi. I hope all is well. Um, yeah. Nice to see you on the live. Um, yeah, some great comments as well. We will come these. I know Jerome's asked about laces. Uh, Emily's mentioned Klarna as well. Really good. I know that's becoming more of a thing now. Um, you know, yeah, using Klarna, using some form of... I think there's other platforms out there that allow you yeah. to any pay in three generally, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sometimes uh, if you if you multi-purchase, you can get get it longer. Yeah. Um, just to, again, try try out and try and get your, your value for money because it can be a big outlay. And again, Emily's asked about boots, Royal and Peak as well. Yeah, definitely, mate. We'll we'll be coming on to that. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So fit then. I mean, there's a lot that goes into fit. Yeah. Because also as well, if you go into if you go into place like Everest Base Camp, Kilimanjaro, K2 Base Camp. Mm -hmm. You don't just put the average sock on. You need a decent size sock as well. Yeah. And that needs to be taken into account, right? 100%. Yeah. Good point um, is that when you actually go to try these boots on, don't yeah. go with your your average yeah, everyday sock on and stuff like that because they're generally – your average day sock that you'd wear out to the office or wherever you go yeah. is probably thinner than like an ultra lightweight hiking sock. Yeah. So generally what I do is I put on a mid sock. Okay. You know, yeah, which nice. is yeah, which is the idea. ones that I hike in 99% of the time. Yeah. And if it's comfortable with that sock on, then, you know, you pretty much yeah. know you're in the right ballpark. If you get a thick one on, it might be a little bit tighter. But, you yeah. know, you, most of the time, if the fit's right, I can put up with that if my feet are warm, if I need the sock, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So generally speaking, that's how I, um, yeah, how I that's do how it. That's how you do it. Yeah, I think I think myself, I, I think knowing, um, you know, whenever you go to these stores, uh, you know, especially like we obviously Cotswold Outdoor, one of our partners, um, and we're there and they're kind of measuring your feet and they're looking at it, they, you know, it's, generally with a, a kind of sock that you're going to use for that particular boot yeah um even though you know not saying you wear like i'm going to say mandel boutans because I, I wore those on the weekend um you know i don't wear them necessarily around the office but i know when i do wear them even like on on um, what was it saturday morning we went out um and you know i know i'll still wear a hefty sock even though it's not winter, but I know the fit's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's fine. I can get away with that because I don't sweat that much. Yeah. Um, and I know that's different for everyone, Dave. But um, again, it's to think about the type of socks you're going to use when you're wearing them. Yeah. Well, I, I like to wear the merino wool uh, hiking socks. One, yeah. because yeah. If, if, like, generally speaking, if you suffer with like really, really sweaty feet, a lot of the time you're going to want to put a lot of thought into kind of the sock that you use. I'm actually yeah. not too bad in that department, yeah. but they are breathable. <clears throat> they are soft. They really do help prevent blisters. Yeah. Um, they don't move around. So if your foot does move around, if you've got a coarse sock, 
like I remember I had a set of brushes, right? Uh, make brushes. Yeah, I've, I've used. And they were like this tough sort of hardcore um, sock, and you put it on, and it's like if you if it moves back and forth. Yeah, it tore my feet up like pretty bad. Nice. Um, yeah, just reading some of the comments. Bingo. Um, Lee, hey Lee, how you doing? Nice to see you on again. Uh, I use a thousand mile socks most of the time. Yeah, I've, I've used them. Very, very good. Um, definitely. Again, you can you can kind of supplement a good, you know, a good boot with a decent pair of socks. So, fit then. I think on my list, something I've got. Uh, I think I'm not sure it's on yours. Is around, um, is around the weather, and that means that you know if you're going and taking on a particular type of trek, um, if you're, um, say you're going to Island Peak, um, say you're going to back on Kagua, say you're going to Tupcal in winter. Um, you could be on one of the winter skills courses um, that we run in, in Scotland. And knowing the boot that you're going to be using, using what, what, what time of year you're going to be using that in mm -hmm. is key to also when you're going to buy those boots. And I think Emily um, um, was, was asking around, uh, you know, Island Peak and do I use B2s, B3s? And I think that's it's important because you want to you want to kind of make sure that it's suitable for the weather that you're going to be going for. And that can be. Yeah. Not just the, the kind of because you look at the time of year, but also how the boot is made up. Because certain boots are better than others. Like some are built for breathability, so they're not as waterproof, they're not as warm. Whereas some are like quite bombproof. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. which will keep water out, snow, ice, and everything. So I think it's it's good to kind of have that in the mix. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Look at these. Boots. Also on my list, so I've got purpose stain. Purpose. Okay. So yeah. similar. So yeah, similar yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, nice. So I've okay. got winter, hot, dry, wet. Yeah. Um, you know, that is important. And often yeah. as well, you know, we do all wish that we could have that one pair of boots that is, you know, the one boot to one boot to rule them. Yeah, all. exactly. The quiver killer of boots. But <laughs> if you're getting more into the mountains and you're doing more and more things, like Andy said, you know, winter yeah. mountaineering in Scotland, but you're also going to be doing summer training in Brecon. And then you're going to be doing Kilimanjaro in February, yeah. but you're going to do Island Peak in May. Yeah. You know, often you're going to have to kind of look at different types of boots. Yeah. And that can range from ultra lightweight, spongy hiking boots. Like you yeah. can get the Hocker hiking boot. Yeah, which, which are is really comfortable. Really comfortable, but super flexible. Yeah. No crampon would really no. be suitable for them. And yeah. Not waterproof, really. Not, not the best. Not the best, yeah. But, you know, if I was doing like one of these, um, you know, these 50, 100K challenges. Perfect. And it, yeah, I would yeah, say they'd be perfect yeah. for that because they will stop your feet from aching. Yeah. However, on the other extreme, you've got, say, Aconcagua, you know, which are going to need a two-layer um, boot, which yeah. is ultra-stiff, B3 combined with a, a C3 crampon. You will not be able to bend that sole an inch. Um, so there is a broad range of things yeah. that you're going to need to consider. So, yeah, from the lightweight, breathable, spongy to the dual-layer, super warm, super technical, super stiff. I love Excuse me, my uh, what Jerome said there. Choosing boots is easy if you're married. My wife tells me these are good price. You will wear them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> nice Jerome. Nice. Uh, well, you know, you, you know your wife, mate. So if she thinks they're a good a good price and a good fit, then you're in. <laughs> yeah, I've just realised as well that I mistook that uh, Samantha for a different friend. Oh, okay. It was because of the picture of the dog. Ah, I wonder yeah. what you were doing there. You were, you were like, yeah. I literally, I, I just realised. I thought, I think I might have confused her by saying we used to work together because I don't think. <laughs> Sorry, it, Samantha. I, I actually don't think it's her. I think it's someone else. Uh, hey, Tina. Great to see you on as well. Have we had bingo yet? Oh, I think so. I think you. We've certainly had. We need to bring that back, by the way. 
Um, that was that was that was great I back think, in the day, the days of 2020, 2021. I think Jerome has called it. He has. Um, one so. other thing I wanted to um, just circle back, okay, just a little bit quickly um, yeah. to fix. I've just realised something that I always okay. do. Yeah, is um, I replace the insoles mm -hmm. with my boots with one that I know that absolutely worked for me. Yeah, see, Samantha's like, I haven't worked Sorry, for you. She wanted, Thank God. She wanted to be too, she, she was like, I thought, uh, you know, I wanted to be polite and not call him out when he said it. It's because of the dog. I know, but you know, anyway, the dog's lovely. Is that a Spaniel breed? Yeah, I love a Spaniel. Yeah, I think it is. Um, anyway, yeah, I always buy an insole. Um, I like the Superfeet Trailblazer insole. They're perfect. Yeah, They're perfect brilliant. designed for trekking. They are a little expensive. You're looking at like 48 pounds, I think, 40 yeah. to 48 pounds for just an insole. Yeah. Um, and when you look at them, a lot of people look at their insoles and they they do that kind of squeeze test. They want to feel how soft and spongy they are. Yeah. But that's not actually the key to comfort. You know, the key to comfort is stability, you know, and making sure that your foot doesn't move around too much. Yeah. When I have these on, on honest to God, they were a life changer for me going downhill. They really do make a big difference. Yeah, sorry, I was, I, was, I was scouring through there because I think someone had asked about insoles. I think it was Jerome, actually, who asked about insole recommendations. So was it Superfeet? Uh, the Superfeet, Superfeet. Trailblazer insole. Yeah. They, there are many, again, different, but these these are the ones we, we personally yeah, use. Right? They're a little bit weird with the sizing. Rather than just bringing out an insole that fits yeah. like a shoe size, they're, they're like, their sizes go like A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah. Um, and you need to like figure out which size matches yours and then you have to cut them to size so generally speaking buy a pair of boots whip out the insole use one as a template cut yeah. around it put it back in um and i've got them in three pairs of my boots so quite a big investment for me yeah well that's it but, it, but you know if they work they work and it marky v mentioned there like uh, tried the mandel boutans which you know um we, we we recommend a lot for, for a lot of amazing but if, you know they're good all-rounder um they are a bit big um you know they they, they do the first time you put them on, they're a bit like moon boots, but like I'm used to them now. You see, I think they're too tight. Is that the, the reason? Fit, you don't use that's them the so reason much? why really? I've switched. I bought the Mandel Boutans on the recommendation of some Evertrekkers on the training weekend. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, and then when I tried them, I loved them. But do you know what? They never once gave me a blister. I never once felt like they were uncomfortable. But when I first put them on for the first 10 minutes or so, I kind mm. of feel like they're a bit tight. They have got yeah. a memory foam system in there which is called the it's called the Mandel Bhutan Bhutan MFS which is the memory foam system okay so I think that's the purpose yeah but I just wondered whether or not are they a bit tight for me so yeah. I, I tried to buy a Mandel boot which is the equivalent of the Bhutan I forget the name but it's the wide fit version that that's the one you got out there uh you wore Saturday uh no no that's a different that's one different that's one. a different see okay. what I mean with the problem yeah these are ones I got at home I'll bring them in and show you we need, Let me tell you, we need that moon boots Really? Wow, these things are like you put. I, I can't use them. They're massive. Yeah. So and then I changed and I bought a mega. I went the other way. I bought a ultra lightweight pair called the Antellos. I think they were yeah. called. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've heard of them. And they were they they're really good, really comfortable, really lightweight. Yeah. Um, I will say the waterproofing could be improved after the Saturday uh, <laughs> the hike that we did. I think we both. Um, I, it, it, there's no amount. I mean, that was just torrential. But, yeah. You know. This, uh, as Bry said on the weekend, if it's not raining, it's not training. So you know, it, was, it was really good. Um, but yeah, just to round off what Marky said there, um, Mandel Bhutans weren't comfortable enough. So we went to the Scarpa GTX 4Ds, which I know a lot of Evertrackers have used oh, on yeah, EBC, um, you know, Killy, Machu Picchu. They're great boots, those Salomons. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they fit from the glove and, and they feel right, I mean, you'll know. You'll know if they, if they kind of 
if they're if they're the right ones. But okay, so we've talked about fit. We've talked about sizing. Mm-hmm. We talked about the weather. I know we've uh, touched on breathability, which was a big one as well, because I think that can be underrated. If if you're someone that has sweaty feet a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I know I know it sounds disgusting, right? But I, I think if you're in the trekking world and you go to some of these places, you're gonna get sweaty feet. It's just part and part. It's yeah. part of the course. Um, so it's something to think about that if you are someone that runs hot and you're not necessarily wearing these, you know, because if you do have like maybe two to three different ones. You've got maybe some trail shoes yeah. or approach shoes. Some people kind of go that way. Um, then people have like the next level up, which is kind of a, a kind of lightweight trekking boot, breathable. Then you've got the kind of top end of the trekking boot then, which is like the Mandel Bhutans or the Mammut Trovat Mountain Guide, um, the Salomon 4s, uh, Salomon GTX 4Ds. They're the kind of the, the all-rounders. Mm-hmm. But it's good to take these things into account because, yeah. you know, if you go in like um, just this weekend, um, we had some Evertrekkers on Tupcal. Um, they made the summit on Sunday, which was great. Some good friends of ours as well. Um, and it was uh, sort of 42 degrees in Marrakech. Not as warm as that on Tupcal or, or, or trekking up to um, the refuge from Imlil. But again, it's warm. You, you you don't necessarily need the the big moon boots. Maybe the, the kind of in-betweens would be better at that Yeah, point. 100%. Because otherwise, just gonna, your feet are going to be soaked. Exactly. I've got that down on my list kind of in a way, which I, I put it yeah. as a, like construction, you know, whether they're sort of leather, yeah. synthetic materials, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it is key, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, it, it changes the kind of the dynamic of the boot and yeah. things like that. I do know that, like, if you get a full-grain leather boot, um, they're going to take some wearing in. You know, the Mandel Bhutan is unique because it does have that memory foam system on the inside. So the the liner, the memory foam system on the inside means that it kind of works with your foot straight away. But yeah. the outer layer, the, the the leather does still take some wearing <coughs> in. But you don't notice because your feet aren't being torn up. But um, yeah, 100%, I think. Some people like one, some people like the other. To be yeah. honest, I use both. Yeah, you know, I've got leather boots and regular boots. Yeah. I think if they fit and they feel comfortable, they're great. I love leather boots for like their insulation and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some good ones as well. I mean, um, you know, Kita there mentions Alberg. They're they're quite wide. Uh, they are brilliant, Alberg. Um, <laughs> Lee Wyatt is is Bry X Army by any chance? It's something great. How could you? How could you? These how, X how you know Army that? boys <laughs> can sort of they can sense it. Can't they? <laughs> you know, I've they like, know the words that that, that, that you're taught. I get it. Is it on a training weekend? If like. They walk in before they say anything. You can they can kind of pick out who else has been through the uh this military. It's, bad, yeah. isn't it? it's great though, it's great. But um Jerome mentioned there, which is actually a really good one. And we're gonna because uh, we've got one more on the list and then we'll we'll start answering some questions. But I really like this one. Um Yetis, have you or anyone else uh, suffered a total boot disaster whilst on a trek? Something we can learn from. I think I know me and you have got a couple of different stories um yeah. around this. I remember once that I think it was May 20, 2021. 2020 2021 yeah um just come out of uh, i won't hate using the words but the lockdown in 2021 and it was actually even though it was beginning of may it was the first time we were able to get out in the mountains we had some snow so i wore uh b2 boots that i hadn't worn i bought them online and an hour into a nine hour route that i'd chosen i had blisters and it's one of those where you just have to get on with it i had a you know i had a blister i could feel it by the that the end of the nine hours, it was a deep blister, and mm. I should have stopped really. Um, but you just kind of get into the mode. It was a great day, absolutely loved it. It was in North Wales, it was on the Carnady um, mountain range, which is one of my favorites. It's always quieter. 
um, than kind of the you know, Snowdonia, um, Airy um, National Park. It's always quieter than that area. Um, but yeah, and, and that was kind of a big learn for me because I should have, you know, th those type of boots, they do need wearing in. Yeah. They actually do need thicker socks, but actually that they, they weren't the right fit for me. And I, I you know, it, I should have worn them in and tried them on and it's hard, but during the lockdown, I didn't have a chance. Yeah. You know, you order them online. I, I kind of just went with it. I was so excited and excitement kind of my, my, my heart lead my head in a way where it should have been the other way around. Um, and I learned, and you know what? I actually, um, I, 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 even though I didn't like them, I thought I'd give them a second chance. I used them again on Tubecal, and um, after climbing Tubecal and coming back down, I gave them to the mountain guide. They, they weren't the right ones for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I found a new home for them, um, and now I've got some kind of great, really great. Those equilibriums, um, the Las Potivas. Yeah. Uh, same strength B2 boot that are so comfortable. Your recommendation yeah yeah um, i know they're quite popular now i know zach has used them on winter skills well like I, sure. I gave them i gave mine to zach oh, they're yours are they yeah <laughs> brilliant like they yeah because um yeah. I, they weren't quite weren't quite right for me yeah so i gave them to zach you found a new home for him hey ever trekkers how you doing sorry to jump into this awesome episode that you'll be listening to but i wanted to see if you could do us a huge favor and vote for us at the next British Travel Awards. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes, um, which is bit.ly forward slash vote for Evertrek 2023. That's 2023. Um, get on there. Uh, we're hoping to win the best uh, travel company for adventure holidays. Um, would be epic if you could vote for us. Um, you know, it's been a mad couple of years, but uh, mean a lot to us because it's voted for by our Evertrekkers. Um, so yeah, if you could vote for us this year, um, it, the awards are in November um, this year, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll win. Um, anyway, I'll let you get back to the podcast, and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. I did. What about you? Any any, uh, any boot disasters? Yeah, La Sportiva Trangos. Yeah, Great Glencoe Challenge. <laughs> Those are my. Why was uh, it a disaster? Because <laughs> I bought these sort of. B2 boots and I was really excited to wear them. I put them on and they felt really comfy out the box yeah. and I didn't really do any walking in them. I just kind of did a, you know, walking around the living room test yeah, okay. and I, and yeah, I yeah. figured they'll be fine. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm an experienced hiker. I know yeah. how to grind out a day and the first uh, checkpoint, I think five miles in and I remember thinking like these feel like really hard underfoot. Yeah, yeah. Like and I'll be honest, I had a couple of blisters for sure, but that wasn't the issue. It was how stiff and hard they were underfoot. Yeah. So my feet started aching. And I, I hate that more than blisters, more than anything else. If you get that ache in the soles of your yeah, feet. that's hard, man. And so every time you put your foot down, like with a blister, you can kind of put tape over it. Yeah. You can kind of double up on your socks. You can do whatever you can do. But once your feet are aching and yeah. there was nothing I could do about it. So... By mile 25, when I had one left to go, Andy will attest, I was moving like I was 95. You know, I, I that was, was, um, it was, it was, it was definitely entertaining, although I, I pulled my hamstring. So yeah. it, was, it was equally well, uh, laughable. Yeah. I was glad that you did because yeah. me and Andy were like, we were going all right. Andy pulled his hamstring. My feet were destroyed. And then we know we were in group A and then we noticed people in group C. I know. Kind of coming past us. But we were like, do you know what? Swallow the pride. We were never going to come first. <laughs> so what's the point? In exactly. Russia? Yeah, we got around. But um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest disaster. And ever since then, I've learned that um, 
you know, if I'm going to test out a pair of boots, yeah. do them on a shorter trek first. Not 26 so and Not 26 miles. and a half miles. <laughs> I'm more than happy to like have Brilliant. crazy bad feet after like a three, four miler yeah. because I know that I've only got a few hours and I'll be done and my feet will ache for a few hours and be done. Yeah. My God, do you remember I walked barefoot into cuts all day doors because I, I couldn't do wear them? Yeah, and I had to, to get buy flip flops yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Brilliant. But, um, um, last one I've got here. I know. I think. I think you've got it on. No, actually, you haven't. Wow. But I think it's important. I think Jerome's mentioned laces. Mm. Um, now it seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Because you think you know all all the rest are probably more important than laces. But actually, whatever you use to kind of secure your boot, whether that's how you tie your laces. I know Dave's got kind of different way to myself. Um, but I know a lot of people use Days Way and it works really well, um, you know, because it, it keeps you locked in. Um, uh, you know, is to think about the laces and it, and sometimes there's not laces as well. Other, especially trail shoes, even though it's kind of sneaking into the kind of mountaineering boots now, they're using the, the, the boa yeah. kind of um, scenario where you, you, you basically tighten up. It hasn't got laces, it's got wire. I like the um, boa. Similar to the kind of like ski boots and the way it's kind of mm -hmm. it really locks you in. Um, because the technology is moving quite quickly now in, in, in the kind of trekking boot world. Um, so it's important to think about those. And also as well, spare laces. I know we talked about the things yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago about things you, you think you might not need, but spare laces. But in terms of laces, you do get different types, don't you? The ones that are quite, they have those little ridges that have more grip when you yeah. tie. Some of them are stretchy. Some of them are, yeah, they give a bit. So it, it's worth looking at, right? To be honest, I don't mind what laces i got as long as they're long enough okay I, yeah nice. I, I because when you've got like quite excess length you can kind of pull them and get them how you want them yeah, and like yeah. hold them in position yeah. if you run out of lace it's sort of a nightmare to kind of get the boot tied how you want and a couple of brands that i've used before have had like extra short laces yeah the ones that i really like are the last sportiva ones that came on those um equilibriums because one half of the lace is black and one half is yellow i don't know why but i just quite like that <laughs> it, so when you're looking at it it just looks like a yellow zigzag um, going up it's foolproof. Yeah, exactly. And they're, Even for us fools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're really good laces. Um, Great stuff. But yeah, lacing, tying, securing the foot. If you Google best way to tie a hiking yeah. boot, you'll come up with about 10 different variations. I like the way that I do it because I feel like it attaches the boot in the right place. It doesn't, yeah. and it's secure, and my laces don't slip. I generally have to tie my laces once on any hike. I don't have to stop to retie. And I feel, so I've, my five's done, but I feel like you might have some additional ones, David. Yeah, so, bonuses? so yeah, Brucey bonus ones. So two things to consider. Yeah. One of them is weight. Yeah. Um, Edmund Hillary said, you know, um, uh, you know, a pound on the feet equals 10 on the back or five on the back. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. His, um, his emphasis was, you know, if you want to avoid too much fatigue and, yeah. you know, then get a boot that's not necessarily like an ultra lightweight boot but you don't have to go with a boot that's way too heavy for the purpose so for instance when i was doing the glencoe challenge there was absolutely no need for me to have this big heavy stiff b2 boot yep. it was irrelevant and i probably wasted far more energy than i needed to so when you're thinking about um the weight of the boot as well if you try yep. on a boot and you know you're only going to be doing general hikes in it and it feels really heavy mm -hmm. perhaps try an alternative first because it's not necessarily that beneficial to have a really heavy boot if it doesn't need to be yeah um my other one is compatibility as well yeah so you know if you are going on a uh, a trip like island peak mera peak aconcagua yeah. you're going to be using crampons with those and it's important to understand sure. the the rating system of boots you know b1 b2 b3 um what that means is broadly speaking it's to do with the stiffness um and the purpose of the boot 
So a B3 boot is an ultra stiff technical mountaineering boot. A B1 is uh, like a stiff hiking boot designed for a crampon. Yeah. And then you've got C1, C2, and C3 crampons that go to the corresponding B1, yeah. 2, 3 boot. Nice. Um, so yeah, those Lovely. things are all important to consider. Great stuff. Um, well, that's pretty much the, the bits. We'll, we'll go for some questions now because I know we've had lots. And firstly as well, Kate, um, thanks for Ed Vista's book recommendation last Tuesday. I was at the K2 one. Yeah, um, really good. Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> Finished it in three days. Wow. <laughs> They're addictive, aren't they, when you get these books? Um, that's a long book as well. Three days yeah. is pretty good. There it is. Really good. I love that book because it tells the old story of the Italian team that did the first that's summit. Right. And then obviously the uh, a pretty dangerous yeah. one that happened. Yeah, really good. Is that what they named the Abruzzi Spur? Yeah, because after the Italian group. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then go through some questions. I know we've had. Um, uh, I think Jody is is the Yeti doing the questions today. Um, we'll spare. Oh, this is a really good one, actually. And I think um, I think Pratesh asked this one. Uh, do you think it's wise to take a spare pair on a trip? I'm concerned about weight allowance. So I think this was. I think Bethany also asked as well around doing base camp in November, um, have a pair of scarpers, but what about taking approach shoes? So essentially there are similar questions about taking maybe another pair. And yeah, Dave, it's important, isn't it? I know uh, something that we recommend is that if you do take um, like, you know, your main trekking boots and then have something you can change into for the evenings. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so we can, always get out of those boots. Exactly. So bringing approach shoes is, is great. A lot of people do trek in those things as well. Yeah. We got no real rule about whether you can or can't we always recommend doing all your hiking in boots yeah. because they offer you that little bit of extra support now if you're out on a local trip out in the brecon beacons or whatever it's not the end of the world if you kind of roll an angle and have to call it a day yeah. but if you're on like a once in a lifetime trip to everest base camp and that happens it, the, yeah. the, the effects are devastating so it's all about small margins and i just think that yeah, yeah doing that is absolutely fine but if you do have your approach shoes you can whip them off you can put them on yeah. in the evenings and stuff like that and have something comfortable to walk around in. It's good mentally as well, isn't it? Because, um, you know, if it's a beast of a day and, and on some of the treks, you know, it can be. Um, and all you want to do is take your shoes off and, and rest your feet a little bit, maybe even take your socks off. Yeah. Um, I know some people even bring like flip-flops or uh, you bring sliders or Crocs just to Crocs, just to air your feet a little bit. But yeah, I'm honestly, like something personally I do, I do bring some approach shoes. Uh, if I'm walking around one of the villages, um, you know, wherever you are, wherever you're in the Himalayas, the Andes, um, uh, you know, the Karakoram, it's nice to kind of just even around camp, just have your um, uh, some approach shoes or you, trail shoes. You saw the benefit of my Crocs on the weekend, didn't you? I did. Because you left your spare bag at home. I did. And then when I got back to the car, <laughs> yeah, I did. You yeah. saw the Crocs, and I saw the look in your eyes. If and you I was say, like, <sighs> I'd have them. So I drove home in my in my in my very wet, squelchy, yeah, unbelievable. But they um they need a, a new treatment. But um. Re really good questions, those. I hope that answers your question. Emily asked a good question as well. I'll bring this one in because I know this has kind of evolved over the last couple of years because talking about Island Peak mm -hmm. um, and the boots, do you recommend B2 or B3s? It's quite a big question because um, a lot of, uh, you know, even a quick Google, a lot of companies recommend B2s. To be honest, we have as well. But generally it is moving towards b3s because of the weather yeah just because you have that extra warmth you could get away with it we've, we've had people climb island peak summit island peak and mera in b2s um and this is in the spring and the autumn but recently there's been some bad weather yeah and the guys have been saying look it's, it's good to switch to b3s at the moment yeah i think that we're you know I mean? changing our mindset now to yeah B3s. Now, in the spring, we used to say the B2s would be good we'll enough. Be fine, yeah. But last spring was really cold. I think yeah. the effects of climate change are gradually taking yeah. 
uh, the temperatures down. You know, I think that everything's going kind of haywire. Maybe the winters are becoming milder and the spring season's becoming colder. Um, and actually, our thoughts are thinking that, do you know what? You don't want to be caught out by unseasonably cold weather in books yeah. that aren't necessarily prepared for that. Um, so, yeah, I think B3s, you'll see other people wearing them. They're yeah. really good. They'll do you for Island Peak to Aconcagua to Elbrus, beyond to yeah, Mont Blanc, yeah. all of that sort of stuff. So if you do have aspirations as well of doing more, yeah, they're a worthwhile investment. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, Emily, you, you, you got your big plans over the next couple of years, mate. So yeah, I, I'd recommend, especially with your plans, definitely getting on the B3s. Yeah. Uh, the B3 train. Um, yeah. Cause we're, we're going to Merritt in November. So yeah, we'll be um, we'll be working on the uh, using B threes on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because we're kind of creeping into winter as well. It's a bit colder, and as stage right, like the weather's just getting a bit brutal out there. And if if it does, um, you know, they are heavier, uh, the B threes. And again, it feels like you you wearing moon boots, but they're so rigid that you know if you're wearing, you mentioned they're the twelve point crampons, um, you know, and you you clipped in, they there's there's no flex at all. So it's almost, I mean, it can happen, but it's almost impossible for them to to unclip. Mm -hmm. um, which can happen if you've got a, a, a less rigid boot. We've, we've, we've seen it before. But, I had it um, on Tupacal. Did you? Yeah, because I wore a, um, I brought my B2s with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, when I put them on, I realized that they were going to be too stiff yeah. and uh, they didn't fit me right, which is how they ended up in Zach's hands. <laughs> right, okay. So I had to make a call and basically I just, I wore my <coughs> more flexible, they'd technically be a B0. Nice. And yeah, I found that like, the crampon was moving around a lot, yeah. So I had to kind of stop, to like retighten it all the time, which is just a pain in the backside. There's um, Mark Vigors. Um, I, I know more of a comment in the question, but sorry, Mars Viggs. Uh, last oh. time you guys talked about boots, I just bought a pair of Adidas Terex. I said I'd let you know how they were absolutely brilliant. Well, great to feedback to the awesome, um, you know, the community as well. That um, yeah, we, we we've seen Adidas Terex quite a lot. I think Adidas because of where it's come from, it used to be more of a sports kind of like similar to Nike kind of brand, but they, they, they make some good, uh, really good um, trekking and mountaineering boots now. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the Terex range, they, they've, they've stepped it up in terms of their technology. So they're definitely becoming more trusted in, in, the, in, the, in the trekking world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's great. And thanks Viggs for, for kind of letting us know because, you know, we, although we'd love to test all these brands, we, we, we don't get access to all of them all the time. Um, like personally, I've got, I've got a lot, I know Dave has, uh, I know some of the Yetis have got different makes, but yeah, it's great to get this kind of feedback. Yeah. And, and to anyone else as well, if you're using any kind of brands that are maybe a bit kind of, uh, you know, like um, not not the kind of well-known ones, or just ones that you found that work for you, it'd be great for you to share these things. Yeah, no, I'd love to hear about you them. Know? Um, so interesting question from Samantha Wright. I'm going yeah. to Island Peak. I need a boot for crampons. Um, uh, do I hike in the boot for crampons or have a different pair for the early stages of the hike? Yeah, good Honestly, question. Good I think questions. I think when you're doing things like Island Peak um, yeah, and any yeah. big mountain, it's always best to bring yeah. a hiking pair and a mountaineering pair. Yeah, like we've said, we recommend the B, um, you know, the B three boot, um, and then but that is going to be almost impossible to hike in. It's going to yeah. be too stiff, too warm, um, you know, and not very comfortable for the general trails and things that you're going to be on on the lead up to Island. Yeah. So I reckon, yeah, you get in a normal pair and you just have to take the weight sacrifices part and parcel of what it means to climb these mountains. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend bringing, um, two pairs, a lightweight, flexible, general hiking pair of boots yeah. and also your mountaineering boots. 
and you know Sam as well, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, just um, yeah, that, that's just yeah. We used to we used to work together apparently. My old workmate, brilliant. Um, let's have a look. Lee Wyatt. Uh, hey Lee, how you doing? Uh, Everest three passes while I only need B one boots. Um, so yeah, technically you you don't need any crampons to to go over um, uh, sort of high passes. So three passes, you're going over Rendula, Kongmela, and Chola Pass in the Everest region. Um, now there are times of the year where sometimes you might need some sort of grip because it's um, uh, it's been bad weather or it's quite icy. It does change every season. Sometimes we've had people get over these passes without any form of like uh, you know you get like the yak tracks, the ones you can just put over your boot. Um, and just give you that extra bit of support. Um, uh, you know, we'd say that you, you can bring them, but actually our, our guides do carry them. So if it does get a bit crazy, they, they, they'll, they'll share them around because they can go over any boot. Um, so, yeah, thinking about the B1, B2, B3s, I kind of would think that it, it, going over the, 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 the three passes, just think more about the trekking boot style rather than the, the kind of going into the B range, if that makes sense, even though that they're classed as B1s. Yeah. Um, because essentially you can you can have a, a kind of a kind of a cramp on that you can just kind of put over the boot. Um, hope that makes sense. Yep. But good question. Um, Jerome said, "Part of my ignorance, but what is an approach shoe?" Oh, um, good question, actually. So yeah, an approach shoe is a term used for basically a trekking shoe, yeah. not a boot, um, and it comes from you know you would wear that on the approach to a climb, and yeah. then you switch over to your your climbing boots when you are actually on it. Yeah. So that's all it means. Um, Generally, an approach shoe is just, yeah, it's a shoe, not a boot. You'll see, like, Salomon. You, you've you've yeah. had hundreds of pairs of them. Oh, I love the approach shoes, yeah. I mean, for me, the the approach shoes were, were very similar to trail shoes, but I don't think they're quite at the level that you could do a trail run in. Um, they're more, you know, you get trail boots that have the superior grip, and they've got kind of a curve at the front, so it looks like they're more like running. Where approach shoes, they kind of have the front of it, you've got kind of that, that flat edge, so they look a bit more kind of suited to the more relaxed walk. Um, you know, maybe you could wear them around the office, around the house type thing, yeah. but you could also use them, you know, whilst on a trek in the villages, you know, just, just walking around. So it's personal preference really, um, with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and approach shoes tend to be a bit more visually better than the trail shoes. So if anyone that likes to, the look of their shoes, approach shoes are a bit more kind of, um, yeah, that's sweet on the eye. Uh, if that makes sense, um, you know, so like uh, like you get like vans, you know, they got that curved front. Anyone that's into that kind of style, yeah, approach shoes are more like that, I would say. Uh, but yeah, good good question though. Um, Matt Oliver asked a really good question as well. Hey Matt, how you doing? Um, some really good comments today, mate. Uh, where's your comment around? There we go. Um, rather higher of boots because um, essentially when you you climb in Island Peak, you know, we realise that. Um, you know, buying these boots, especially if you go on Island Peak and we're recommended B3s, there can be a big outlay. Um, you can hire them. There are some caveats when we, when we talk about hiring because it's possible. But I think you just got to take into account that they have been used. They're not going to be the exact fit. Like we've talked about fit a lot today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're not going to be tailored to you. So they might not be that they, they might get you through, but they won't be the best yeah. um, that you're able to hire because you know, you've got to remember where you are. You're in, you're in Shukung, uh, which is a little village uh, in the Himalayas. Now, they have got a lot of gear because Island Peak is quite popular. Um, you know, so they do have it there. But it's it's not like uh, you're not like walking into a big store where you can choose different types of boots. It's it's kind of what's available is yeah. there for you. You know, it's not like sort of renting 
skis you know you can't yeah, unfortunately exactly, yeah. you can't go into a shop and be kitted out with something they haven't got the infrastructure yet exactly really. so we highly recommend people bring their own yeah it's a worthwhile investment um yeah. to make sure that you've got the right boots on your feet when you actually take the climb andy's right fit if they don't fit quite right generally there's not a lot of alternatives yeah. um you know they start off brand new but then they're used by multiple people <laughs> so it depends on you know where you pick them up on their lifespan whether yeah. or not they're great or exactly. not exactly yeah. um so yeah i think we always recommend these days actually bringing your own mountaineering yeah. boots for these peaks because peace of mind security fit all of the things we discussed are things that you've gone through so you know they're the right boot yeah um you're not just rolling the dice yeah exactly and like i said you might get away with it you know a lot of people do because these are where, where we hire them from like they're not ours they're they're, they're from the village um, and you know the um, the actual tea houses and the lodges that are based there. They they have it there because they realise um, there's a need for them. Like they also have some oxygen there as well if it's needed. Um, you know if it gets to that stage, we're, we're likely taking you out of there anyway. But um, yeah, they do have sort of backup emergency stuff there if needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because of, because of where you are, you're not not a miles away from. Everest. Really. Yeah, exactly. No, no, you good question. Quite close. Yeah. Um, Tracy Parker Moisley has said Hey Tracy, um, how you doing? Moisey, sorry. Uh, so I was literally walking out the door to test out some Salomon Quest GTX with the Minky list. Yeah, hundred percent. Really good yeah, boots. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when they were probably the most popular hiking boot you'd yeah. see on any trail. Um, I know I'm not a and weirdly I've not owned a pit. I've had a I've had a pair yeah, years think, ago, but um, I know loads yeah. of people that have, and they swear by them. They're really they're one of those brands that everyone, those that love them, love them, and say, yeah, fresh out the box, they were comfortable, no wearing in, like yeah. slippers, you know. That that's a yeah, they're a really good boot. Yeah, definitely. Um, just before we we kind of we've got about ten minutes now. Um, we've got a few more questions. Um, now you may have seen that we're doing a um a recent competition, recent giveaway on Facebook. Um, uh, so definitely get yourself in there it's to uh, win two places to Machu Picchu. Um, I know we've we've had a lot of the community already jump on, um, but yeah, Jody, if you can add the link into the comments, um, I know a lot of you have already, and a lot of you have been sharing. She's um, on it, man. She's she absolutely on it. Um, yeah, definitely get yourself in. We've got the announcement a week today. Um, we'll be talking all about uh, Machu Picchu. Um, obviously, we we launched. Uh, about three years ago, our Tomakea route, um, but this one's actually for the Inca Trail as well. So very famous. Um, I know on the Tomakea we, we we go on parts of the Inca Trail, but this is the classic route. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that, that that choose to go on that route with us as well. Um, even recently, and it's absolutely fantastic um, place to to visit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, jump on that. Um, you know, give it give it a chance. I know Bry's got a speech he's been planning for about three and a half years. Um, yeah, and there's uh, there's there's definitely plenty of opportunities for you there i know jerome is on he's sharing yeah thanks so much it is incredible you're right jerome uh i see you nabbed some of our uh copy there yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh loving it jerome again we we respect a good pun yeah um, 100%. So go for it mate there's um uh, not to alarm you but there is um there, there's more puns that you can get out there i know i know i i, I had to respond i'll pack them a bags mate <laughs> Wow, <laughs> these was they weren't re rehearsed. No, um, definitely. But yeah, get it, get yourself involved with that. It's uh, we, you know, we've we've done this over the last kind of um, you know five six years with the competitions, and it's always great sort of engagement for the community yeah. to, to to get involved. Talking about Jody, she had uh, some vaccinations this morning for uh, kidney. Oh yeah. yeah, Jody, how you feeling? I hope you're well. I know she's listening. Um, she's working from home today, but um, yeah, I hope the vaccination she's going to. 
uh, Killy in October with our musical Yeti Zach. She's getting in a lot of training as well. She did a 10 mile hike on the weekend. Um, did she? Yeah, started out as a five miler, and then I think she left her key at the top. <laughs> Um, her oh, she packing, did say about yeah, it. She, so left, she, she had to walk all the way yeah, up. So she had to walk, walk oh, all the way God. back up. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, you know, she said uh, yesterday. She said there was, she went a bit off piste, and there was a section where she had to like slide down on her ass to kind of get down to the path. <laughs> and she was going back up. Wow. I thought, oh God, I'm gonna have to do that again. So I actually slid down again. Imagine that. I so, wonder. Yeah. Let's all give. Uh, let's all give um, Jody a big, big ten. Uh, well done, because I think if any of us have done that, imagine doing a hike coming down and not having your keys and thinking, "Geez, I got to go back." Yeah, um, that can be that takes a lot of um, you got to dig deep when that happens. So, well yeah. done, Joe. I'd have left the car there, that'd have been it. I'd have <laughs> you, just, I would have I, got a call, I'd come have, and give me a lift. I'd have just sacked it off and just gone home. Said, wow. and there's keys up there, you can keep the car if you want. <laughs> See, I can't talk. I accidentally um, left um, a pair of Oakleys on a mountain once, yeah, was, but it was the day yeah. before Glencoe Challenge. We wanted to just warm up and do something the day before, yeah, but <sighs> I didn't. I left them on the mountain, I feel bad, so, yeah, because well, I, I ran down. And then realised I dropped them. Yeah, but I think a nice little, uh, nice little uh, mountain gift for the next person. Well, this is it because they apparently they weren't there the next day, so I know that someone had them. So at least they were used. Yeah, which is always good. Jody said it's all training. <laughs> that is great mindset to have. Well done, Jody. Yeah. Um, right, just some questions then. What what else have we got? Because we, um, I think Pratesh actually really good just to jump in whilst we're talking about links um, is talking about the uh, the winter skills that we mm. do in Scotland. Um, so yeah, we do have some dates actually. If I can, uh, if Jody can share the link to the Winter Skills, um, you should be able to book on to that date for uh, I believe it's January next year. I'm trying to pick up the top of my head. Um, we had a couple of those courses go uh, at the beginning of this year. I was on them. Zach was on them. Absolutely brilliant um, courses, uh, and uh, you know you learn some key skills there. I know Lee mentioned. Uh, it's fun, uh, you know, uh, doing the, the self-arrest with ice axe, and that's mm -hmm. just a small part of it, but um, it's absolutely fantastic to um, to get those skills, and they'll help you, give you confidence, uh, make you make better choices and better decisions in the mountain, um, yeah. which is is, is is what it's all about. So normally, the first part of it is you wake up in the morning, yeah. open the curtains, if you see snow, close them again. <laughs> is that is that your first decision? Uh, yeah, yeah, text Andy oh, and tell no. him you've got a headache. And um, yeah, no, I love the snow. I was I gonna say it's like it's like uh, it's like Christmas when that happens. It's I love amazing. the snow. I love storm conditions. Yes. Um, what I really don't quite like is just when it's raining. No wind, just rain. Well, you still went outside, eh? Yeah, well, that was storm conditions. That was storm conditions. Like, well, the thing is, though, like we did a you did an Andy forecast, which was yeah, the <laughs> rain's not due to come in till two. We'll be down by then. Forty minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, was, it came in when it came in, which was 11. Oh, it was 11, was it? Yeah, I must have just heard but one. We were just a little bit running a bit late. You know what's sad <laughs> is that I had my waterproof trousers in my bag, but I thought, oh, I can't be bothered to like put them on. Five minutes later, it was too late, and I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Brilliant, brilliant. Um, well, look, I mean, just to round off, really, what we're talking about today, because, because you know, there are a lot of things to consider when buying boots. I know we talked about five, probably a few more. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and sometimes it, it is an individual thing. You've got to get out there. You've got to go and, and look at what's right for you. Also, what your budget you've got as well. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Jody, we will definitely get that out. Um, we'll get the link for everyone. We'll put it in the groups probably best. So when it is ready, we'll put it in the group and then you guys can, can get in yeah. um, for that as well. So, yeah, going back to the boots, you just got to think about the things that we've talked about today. Hopefully that helps you when it comes to it. But look at what your budget is. 
look at what you're going, what you're planning to do the next few years, um, you know, in terms of trips, in terms of types of weather. Um, you know, Dave talked a lot about uh, compatibility and certain times of year, whether you need them for crampons. Also as well, you know, whether they're, they're, they're the, the bomb-proof weighty ones or whether they're lightweight. I think there's, there's some good stuff to consider there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think the more and more time goes on, you know, boots are becoming more of a bit of a it's, it's, it's like navigating a minefield to try and find the right yeah. ones it is trial and error sometimes you will make a mistake and you'll just have to bite the bullet sell them for as much yeah. as you can and get the best beer next time um you know gone are the days when you walked into a store generic brown hiking boots thank you dubbing ready okay and whether they <laughs> exactly. fit good whether they hurt it didn't matter because that was your only choice yeah. now there is a lot of choice if you put the effort in early um you know do your research try them on do all those kind of checks that you need to do. You'll end up yeah. with an awesome pair that'll last you years. Nice. Um, yeah. All right. Great stuff. Well, look, hope that's been um, useful. Um, yeah. Well, I said we'll be back next week um, to announce the uh, the winner of the Machu Picchu competition. So make sure you join that. Yep. Uh, we always have a good turnout. It's always good energy, good vibe, um, and good luck to everyone that uh, enters that competition. Um, and obviously, we'll be talking about Machu Picchu. We'll be talking about South America in more detail. Um, so yeah, hope that was useful and we'll see you next week. Awesome. Lovely. See Bye guys. Later. Bye. See ya.